For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you are in the world, I'm definitely glad to be here with you. More importantly, I'm glad you're here with me. You are tuned into the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. I'm your host, Damon Anderson. Please continue to like, subscribe, and follow. You can view the video version of this Nomad Cast on my YouTube channel at Retired Master Sergeant 20. You can listen to the audio version on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Deezer, GeoSaving, Podcast Addict, and Podcast Chaser. You can follow me on social media on Instagram at big underscore MSG underscore retired. And also you can follow me on Facebook at big MSG 74. All right. So I'm definitely glad. You guys are here with me on this Thursday. Today is Sneaker Stories and Turnaround Thursday, where we just wrap everything up for the week. Uh, our Sneaker Stories today, we're talking about Charles Barkley's, the Nikes that came out in 1994. And I got a, a story with that way back in the day. So that'll be interesting, you know. And they retro those shoes, so I have them. And I'll show you the ones uh, that I had. It's not the same color scheme. But it's the same shoe nonetheless. So I tell that story. And then we'll wrap everything up as we do every week on uh, Thursday. So today for my opening remarks, I want to talk about supporting big box brand companies and supporting the local mom and pop companies. So me and my wife, April of this year, we decided we wanted to go ahead and transition from my current furniture setup that we bought in Okinawa, Japan, right? That's still in serviceable condition, no issues. But we just want to upgrade, you know? So we decided to go to a big box brand company. I'm not gonna mention the name. Um, so we went there on a Saturday and the salesman was spot on, no issues, the service was great. We were probably in the store about four or five hours. I mean, going through the different type of beds, the dressers, the mattresses, it was like a therapeutic mattress. One of the top of the line was right. I mean, everything was, was spot on, no issue. Nightstands, sitting, sitting benches. I mean, the whole nine, right? The whole freaking bedroom set. So when we reconciled everything, we was, you know, they were giving us the notice, hey, it's April now. You won't receive any of your furniture until August, you know, due to shipping and COVID. So we got it. I said, but you know what? This gives us plans now to set the conditions for getting rid of our current furniture. So by the time the new furniture is delivered, we can synchronize it. That way the timelines are not, you know, conflicting. One is in, one is out, one is in, you know, simple things to do. So we was getting ready to start coordinating. So this happened in April. So I will say around May, June, I would contact the furniture company via telephone, email, and uh, they had like a, a status text number where you just, you know, text status and they send you 
you know, based on the phone number, they would send you the status. So I was noticing every time I would do this, the dates went from August, which was the original delivery date, to September. And then I would contact them again, maybe July. And then we go to September and October. So every time I was contacting them, the delivery dates kept pushed back. So I would go up there and, and to the store, conduct the face-to-face, and whatever they would say will always conflict with what I was getting on the status text. And I'm like, hold on, man. Some, something, the machine or whatever it is, you guys are not talking to each other. Let's figure out when is this furniture going to, you know, be delivered, when is it going to arrive first and be delivered. Because we still got to do stuff on our end to ensure there's nothing conflicting in terms of moving old furniture out and new furniture in. Oh, Mr. Anderson, you know, we're, we're going to make it happen. Da, 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 lower customer, whole nine, whatever. So then fast forward to probably about two, three weeks ago. Now, I, mean, I think it was last week. I finally I called these cats again. I'm like, okay, I'm getting conflicted delivery dates. Then the date went to December pending January. So, I, you know, I consulted with my wife. I wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy. And we was like, you know what? We came to the conclusion. Let's forget it. Let's go ahead and cancel the full order with a full refund. Full refund, right? So I called them on a, like a Monday. And it kept getting the run around. Oh, you know, with the amount that you guys spend, they got to get approved. I don't care, man. I want my stuff. I want it canceled, and I want full refund, right? So they was like, okay, everything's canceled. You sure get it soon, all right? I called the day after, same thing, same thing. Get this person. I get hung up on it. Just kept going back and forth. So finally last week, I, I contacted a guy. No, the store had called me. The store manager had called, and, you know, Mr. Anderson, is it a way? We can still make this work. I'm, I'm sorry that the delivery dates are all messed up. What if we just take off, you know, subtract the nightstand price, the two nightstand price, and then you just get everything, you know, because we can make it happen now. We can get in the warehouse. I'm like, hold on. First of all, I barely get any communication with you guys. You guys hung up the phone on me. I'm getting a freaking runaround. Now, all of a sudden, I want to cancel my order, and all of a sudden, you want to start working magic. No, I want my freaking money. Cancel this freaking order, and I want my freaking money. Like, time now. I want my money like yesterday, right? So then she's like, well, you know, I, corporate, I got to talk to corporate. I don't care who needs to approve it. You can elevate it to the next echelon. I don't care. I want my freaking money because my patience is growing thin, and I'm getting intolerant of a lot of this stuff. I only can tolerate so much, right, because I feel I'm being – it's not like I we just went and bought a vase. I mean, we spent we spent some nice change on this stuff. So then they said, "Well, corporate's going to call tomorrow." Okay, so what? I don't care. No one called me, so I said, "You know, I'm going to call them." So I call. I don't know if it was like the corporate office or the regional office, or whatever. So I talked to a gentleman. I could barely hear what he was saying because he had a bad connection. So he's like, "I'm going to transfer you to the uh, cancellation department." I'm like, "Okay, thank you." So I talked to a lady and she was the only person that I could tell she didn't have a dog in the fight in terms of refunds. And Ashley, she was like, okay, please describe to me what happened. Cause she read all the notes from her previous calls. 
So I told her everything from A to Z. I said, my first, my patience is very low and I request cancellation on this order and a full refund. So I could hear her typing. She was like, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just typing up the notes, making sure everything is good. And she said, I know, I already know the answer to this, but I have to ask you, are you willing to, in the event of, you know, if we get certain items in, will you want it? And I said, no, ma'am. I just, again, I just I said, it's no indictment on you. So if my tone is, is accelerated, please forgive me. And she said, no, I, I definitely understand it. And if I was on your situation, I would be upset too. I mean, we talking about furniture. I mean, cause me and my wife, you know, we both in the service, you know, we getting older, you know, backs hurt, legs hurt. You know, we're trying to have, you know, comfort. And to have these cats had his furniture, it won't get delivered. Then all of a sudden we canceled the order. And all of a sudden the furniture's like, here, come on, man. You don't do customers like that. Again, we ain't going there to buy a vase. I mean, we, we spent some cheese anyway. So the lady, she went through the whole thing and she was like, okay, I got everything wrapped up. She said, you will get your refund. Uh, look for it, you know, seven to 10 days. So I'm like, okay. So then the next thing you know, the next, it was last week. Uh, cause this story goes on two, three weeks prior. Everything was refunded. No issue. But the point I'm trying to make is you put so much trust in these big, big box brands, big, big box brands, right? Getting a little tongue tied. You know, and I, I think moving forward, when we decide we want to upgrade, we'll just go with a local mom and pops, establish their rapport, establish their relationship. These are the concerns that we had from previous big box brand furniture companies. This is what we're looking for, right? And if we find one, it may have to conduct a good deep dive and take a deliberate approach to get what we want. And I say, you know, it, it, it's come to the point where now I'm, I, I'm more willing to give money and pay for services for the local home business or the local mom and pop store versus a lot of these big, these big box brands. Cause sometimes it's like you just another person, you know, I'm the type of person, you know, I want just like anybody else want to establish something with people, a relationship. So if something goes wrong, I can call Harold or I can call miss cheryl or whoever works there so again just i'm a favor of, again support your local business support your mom and pop stores man they they are the lifeline all right so i know i went on that was like almost 11 minutes on my opening remarks so we go ahead and transition into sneaker stories and then we're wrapping ah, wrap everything up man it's end of the week i'm getting all messed up we'll go ahead and transition to sneaker stories turn around thursday We'll wrap everything up. I'll set the conditions for next week, and we'll get it rocking. Stay tuned, y'all. Sneaker Stories. All right, welcome, everybody. We are back. We are back to the Trust and Believe Nomad cast, and we're talking about sneaker stories, right? I prefaced it earlier. So these sneakers, the Charles Barkley Nikes, I'm going to show you in a minute. They were introduced in 1994. Remember, he was a member of... Uh, the Phoenix Suns, he got traded from the Philadelphia 76ers. So these shoes came out in 94. Let me go ahead and pull them up right now. Nike re-released these as they're doing all their retros. The Charles Barkley's. Now remember the colorway back then, it was black and they had white and purple. You know, it was consistent with the Phoenix Suns uniform at the time because remember, 
he was a member of the Suns. That actually led him to the finals in 93 where they lost to MJ and the Bulls. Barkley always had some good shoes in the 90s. And that was consistent with Nike was really making some good good shoes back then. Uh, Deion Sanders had a shoe. Barry Sanders had a shoe. Bo Jackson had his shoes. Of course, Mike and all these guys. David Robinson. I mean, the list goes on and on. So this was the peak of like Nike basketball. So if you follow basketball, Nike basketball, all brands really like back in the, the mid, late 80s, the shoes would look heavier, but they was classic. And then the early 90s, mid 90s, probably some of the best basketball shoes that ever came out. And I was always a basketball type shoe fan. You know, I like my Air Maxes and all that. But it's some of the basketball sneaker, and they were heavy. But I noticed the ones, remember the ones back then, they were a little heavier than these retros that got re-released. But nonetheless, we used the Barclays. They came out of 94. So this actually story is about the year 1994. I was a Marine, had just graduated School of Infantry. Because Marine Corps, you go from boot camp to School of Infantry, and then you go to your school where you learn your MOS, which is miles of 3051 warehouse supply and my school I got assigned to Marine Corps Logistics Base Albany Georgia and they got a few other warehouse schools for the Marines scattered around like Camp Lejeune uh, Barstow California has one uh, and I think it's one at Camp Pendleton but I went to Marine Corps Logistics Base Albany Georgia and I remember getting down there they was like it's not Albany it's Albany I'm like alright Albany <laughs> Shout out to Albany, though. Some of probably the best catfish I ever had, you know. That's consistent with that whole southern region. Cats know how to make some freaking catfish, man. But anyway, 94, summertime. And if you look at the news articles from 94 in Albany, Georgia, there was a massive flood that went through the city. So they tasked the Marines that was on the base, permanent party, the ones that were stationed there, and also the ones that was with schools company, which was us. Uh, to help out, you know, assist with the, the cleanup efforts and the relief efforts because it was pretty bad. And so the local McDonald's pitched in and sponsored. They said, hey, for the Marines that's coming out to help out everybody in the city, Albany, you guys can get uh, you'll get free Big Macs. You know, just come in and show your military ID and you get a free Big Mac. So everybody's like, you know, it's a win, right? So people's going to do it. So we get the tasker came out, like I said, for the school's company. So there's everybody. So our gunny that was in charge of our class, he has said, every Marine will go assist with the efforts. I don't care if you're in school. I don't care if you're a permanent party. Everyone will go help. Understood, right? Except for this knucklehead. So it was like four or five Marines that was my roommates in the school. We was like, man, we ain't going to help them cats, man. It ain't. And I thought that the city was flooded. Now, remember, I'm speaking from a young 19-year-old Damon, of course, right? So immature, right? Was ignorant. So we was like, man, bump it, man. Let's go catch a cab and go to the mall because with us being in the school's company, we weren't, by regulation, we weren't allowed to have POVs uh, unless you was already there, unless you already had a vehicle. But, you know, I was coming out of state, so I didn't have one. And the guy that was in that class, he actually had a POV, and he was from Atlanta. But anyway... Um, so they was like, Hey, you know, you guys go help. So Gunny was like, every Marine will help with the, with the effort. So we was like, man, saying ourselves, bump that. We're going to the mall. 
So we caught a cab to the mall. I went and bought those Barclays, the purple and black ones, right? I went and got them. Got a Phoenix Sun shirt and some black uh, jeans, some Levi's to go with it. I thought I was fresh for 94. That was the thing, right? And uh, I bought those. We went to McDonald's on the way back. We was like, hey, we helped with the efforts. This is our ID card. You know, we get Big Macs and all that. So we just stacking up Big Macs. We ain't helped with nothing. So by the time we got out the cab and back to the barracks, the rest of the Marines that was helping with the effort, they came back and they had mud all on them and it was dirty, it was nasty, it was musty. You know, they've been out there making like five, 600 sandbags. We was tasked to build sandbags while the other folks that was actually stationed there, they would lead like transportation efforts. The engineers would help, you know, with the dirt and all that. But we were just tasked to build sandbags. So we was like, man, we ain't doing that. So we seen these cats come in and they was like, hey man, Gunny found out that y'all are not coming out to help, man. And they're supposed to have a formation tonight. I'm like, man, bump that. It's a freaking Saturday. You going no formation? Okay. So the duty came by. I was like, hey, all the all y'all, get, y'all gunny gonna have a, a a formation tonight at 1900. Y'all better be there. So right now that's like almost like 1700. So we, you know, we mess around. So we end up getting dressed, showering, everything. And now, breaking news from migraine sufferer Whoopi Goldberg about Nurtec ODT Remegipant 75 milligrams. I got big news. Now Nurtec ODT is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines. This is big time. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety information, prescribing information, and patient information, visit Nurtec.com. Ask your doctor about Nurtec today. Nurtec, baby. So we was like, okay, once this formation's over, we breaking out, man. We're going to go wherever, and then we'll hit the club afterwards, right? So we thought. So we all in formation, right? We locked in. It was like the formation was 1900. So we got down to the parade deck like at 1845, 645. And right in front of the parade deck, it was like a ditch full of mud and that Georgia red clay. If you ever been to Georgia, that red clay. And uh, it was like a ditch full of water, like little nasty water from the rain and uh gunny came out looked at the manifest called everybody's name from a to z once he got accountability he threw that clipboard down pow he's like i told y'all mfs don't be playing with me he was just going off and he had a right to because he had said hey i want you guys to go help you will help even though we had official tasking he was like you will help you will show the local community what the marines are all about stand together you know all that stuff right and um, he's like, if you if you help with the relief efforts, if you help build sandbags or whatever you were tasked to do, step forward. So I'm like, shoot, man, I ain't helped nothing. I helped myself to go to the mall and get them Barclays, and I helped myself to go through, get them free free Big Macs. So I stepped forward anyway. So it was like five or six of us. And then he was like, no, y'all in the back, because we was in the back of the formation. Uh-uh, go ahead, fall out, go to the back of the formation. So he released everybody else except for us he marched us around all that freaking that parade deck and all that mud we had to jump in that mud and we had to, back then man everybody could be a tough guy this was back 1990s marine corps and remember i said in previous videos our gunnery sergeants our master guns them dudes was like at the end of vietnam and some of them dudes were actually in vietnam so when them dudes said something you freaking did it it wasn't no negotiation or nothing we got in that mud. We started, you had to do push-ups. We had to do freaking uh, 
frog kicks. We had to do freaking what you call those things. Uh, flutter kicks, mountain climbers. I mountain climb so much, I probably built another mountain in freaking Georgia. And all that freaking clay and all that mud got on my Barclays. I mean, these suckers were soaked, man. It was just red, oh, brown. It was just, these suckers were disgusting. Those shoes cannot be rehabilitated, and I ain't even try to. So fast forward, we're trying to figure out how did Gunny find out that we didn't freaking go out and help and come to find out it was a dude in that class that nobody really liked. He had seen Gunny earlier that day and was like, Gunny, you know, these guys, you know, are not going out helping out, right? So I'm like, okay, what was you doing at the PX thing? You telling on us. Talking about he was going to get some supplies, whatever. So fast forward, you know, we had a little tension and all that because nobody liked them, right? So things happened. So during, so by fast forward, it was time to graduate. And so it was a guy that out in our class. He was from Atlanta. He's an A-man. He said, I'll take some of y'all to the airport because I know most of y'all going to fly out of Hatchfield because Albany and Atlanta wasn't that far away. He was like, we got to be out of class. Graduation is at 11, and we had to be, had our rooms clean and be, be out of our rooms by noon, and then we're gone. So we had all made the plans, like three or four of us. You know, we had our bags already staged. We uh, put them on the, on the truck and everything, did graduation and all that. So this dude that ended up snitching on us and told on us that we weren't freaking going to help, right? And Gunny got us out there in that freaking mud, getting dirty and nasty. My shoes all jacked up. And I threw them suckers away. There's no way those things could have been rehabbed. Probably some of the trash collectors that was contracted on base, they probably took them and did whatever they did with them. And uh, the guy that was a snitch, he was like, hey, I want to put my bag. I heard y'all going to Atlanta to the airport. I want to put my bag on y'all vehicle. So I'm, the dude was like, man, I don't care. And I was like, no, bump that, man. You freaking told on us, man. Got us in trouble. I ain't forgot about that. And so, you know, we had words and all that. So the dude ended up putting his bag on the vehicle. He had two big old freaking bags. So the bags on the vehicle, and then he had left. I don't know where he went. So we sitting around. We waiting. We waiting after graduation. So the dude that was taking us to the airport, he was like, hey, man, I got to go, man. And all of us had flights. Like, I was taking my flight from Atlanta to Detroit because I was going home on leave, and then after leave, I would go to my first duty assignment, which was Yuma. And some of these guys were going overseas. They was going to get stationed at Camp Lejeune. They was going all over the place. So everybody saying their last goodbyes or whatever. We probably won't see each other again. And uh, we just trying to get to the airport. So his bags, his two big old freaking bags are on the vehicle. So the dude that was taking us, he was like, man, I'm about to roll out. So we was like, bet, let's just roll. Got in the vehicle, so we rolling, leaving freaking uh, the base in Albany, roll to Atlanta. Now, we got this dude's bags on the vehicle. This dude ain't even in the vehicle. I don't know where he was at, and we ain't wait on him. And he snitched on us, so it probably was karma. So we finally get to freaking Hatsville, and we all freaking Hatsville. So we finally, uh, we got in front of the Delta departure area. So we all got out. And we took his big old bags, threw them on the ground. Blah, blah. He had two of them. So the sky cap was like, hey, what are you guys doing? Whose bag is this? I said, sir, we just graduated uh, from school from the base, the Marine base in Albany. I said, we're bringing our uh, Marine friends. We're bringing his daggone bags. He's behind us in another vehicle, but he's going to park. And he's going to end up picking these these bags if these are his. So now nowadays, you can't leave no bag out there. But back then, you know, it, it was what it was. 
So the dude was like, okay, cool. Next thing I know, I'm on a plane going to Detroit. Then next thing you know, after leave, I'm in Yuma. So long story short, I don't know where this dude is at. He could have ended up getting kicked out the Marines. Don't know what happened to him. Could have been a, a gunny, master guns, or whatever. But I just know one thing. He wasn't in that vehicle that day when we went to Atlanta because he snitched on us. But then it was karma. It probably was karma for him because he shouldn't told on us, and we ended up getting in trouble. But then it was karma on me because I should have been out there helping some of the locals out in town, you know, with the flood. And I'm going to buy freaking Charles Barkley Nikes. So at the end of the day, I think we was all wrong, right? <laughs> I can't, I never, I would never forget that story, especially when it was like, it's all Banny. Y'all Yankees come down here and mess up the words. Albany, the Albany, New York, you actually say Albany. But the one in Georgia, you say all Banny. Good times, man. So that was 1994, summer 1994. My sneaker story talking about the Charles Barkers, right? <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and transition into Turnaround Thursday, wrap this week up, set the conditions for next week, and keep it locked. The Trust and Believe Nomad cast. See you in a bit. Turnaround Thursday. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. The Trust and Believe Nomad cast. I'm your host, Damon Anderson. We're going to transitioning to turnaround thursday again our weekly wrap-up show talk about everything that we did during the week and then we go ahead and set the conditions for next week all right so monday's mental combat here on my show notes uh we talked about being stationary being static no mobility not being no modularity no just being stagnant so i just want to make sure when i was talking about this i was talking from the, the lens of Damon Anderson during my time, every time we made transitions throughout our career. I mean, we essentially had to because the military only keeps you in certain spots for so many years, for some people anyway. But this goes to everybody, no matter your occupation, your situation, whether it's dealing with relationships, your finances, your careers, or whatever. At some point, you, you become stagnated and you get comfortable. At some point, you become stationary and you get comfortable because you feel obligated to be around the folks that maybe you grew up with or what have you. Sometimes we have to, we have to be uncomfortable to get comfortable. And again, I'm not telling you a lot of this stuff. I'm telling you this stuff because I've been through it. We've been through it as a family, as an individual. And it can be very challenging, but at the end of the day, that's what it's about. What is it? What is the old saying about the sea? There was like a calm sea never makes a good sailor, something to that effect. Sometimes there, there's challenges in life, and you know if you want to continue to be stuck and stationary, you can't complain and say, "Woe is me! I'm never moving. I'm never moving up in that corporate ladder. I'm always going to be this person. I'm always going to be that." We have to find ways to migrate, to advance vertically, and do things to enhance our quality of life enhance our family's quality of life, enhance our mental state, our physical state, our family's well-being. That's the whole point of, you know, not being stationary. Now, there may be some times where you may have to just kind of sit tight and things will happen, but, you know, you can't sit tight for 15 years making French fries. If a person chooses to do that, that's fine, but 
the 15 years that you're making fries, are you becoming the person that's in charge of the person that's making fries? Are you the person that's in charge of the person of the person? And you just elevate. But if you just still there doing the same thing you did when you first got hired to the 10 years later, you're still doing the same thing with no advancement, you know, stationary. Choose your battles, right? All right. On Tuesday, talking about talking on the Tuesday, we talked about, do we really miss the old school? And that was really fun. When I was making my show notes for talking on the Tuesday, uh, I was telling my wife earlier, I said, I think I want to make that a two part. So I think on the next Tuesday, on talking on the Tuesday, I'm going to make that part two and come with four more categories, maybe, maybe even more. Cause I think that's something that was kind of fun. I think we can really conduct a really a deep, deliberate, deep dive in that and talk about other things. You know how, you know, we talked about the technology. We talked about the occupation. We talked about the lifestyle. We talked about the travel, but there's so many other things that we could talk about as it relates to the old school. And do we really miss it again? As I stated early on Tuesday, I am one of those guys that is a proponent of man back in the day, you know, but at some point, do you really miss a lot of these things? A lot of it is a revisionist history. You remember all the good things about it. We don't remember that struggle. So yeah, I think I'm gonna make that a part two. So on, on the next talking on a Tuesday, there's going to be part two of do we really miss the old school? And we're just kind of dive deeper, deeper into that. Cause that was really a fun, a fun topic to you know talk about. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yesterday, way back Wednesday, I told the story about my 1986 Buick Regal catching on fire in Phoenix, Arizona, 1995. I bought the car in 94. It burned up in 95 and I didn't pay the freaking insurance on it. The car burnt up. The fireman said, well, at least you got insurance. I kind of laughed and look at my Jordan 10s. I said, well, I'm kind of wearing my insurance. I was such a knucklehead. I was ignorant, you know, conceited and all that, you know. So goodbye to that 86 Buick Regal. That was a good car, man. But that was my way back Wednesday story. Again, a lot of the majority of way back Wednesdays would be military related. And then I start going into deeper things um, as it relates to my life and family and, and everything. But again, we're just having fun with all this. And then today we talked about uh, my sneaker story when I was a, a student at the Marine base in Albany, Georgia, I'm sorry, Albany, Georgia, um, talking about the Barclays that came out of 94 and we was, we was tasked to help with the relief efforts because there was a flood through Albany, Georgia in the summer of 94. I didn't help. I went to the freaking mall, bought these freaking Barclays, right? Ended up getting told on, got in trouble. My shoes got messed up. Couldn't rehab them. They was done. And then the dude that told on us, we end up misplacing his luggage at the airport. Don't know what happened to him. That was 27 years ago. <laughs> you know, so again, it was karma on both sides, right? So that was our weekly wrap up Monday, Monday mental combat, talking on a Tuesday, way back Wednesday, sneaker stories on a Thursday and turnaround Thursday. So I just want to set the conditions for next week. Next week, myself and my family will be going on a vacation because fall break is happening so i will not be re uh, recording any content for next week i use that time so us as a family can kind of reset you know the kids going to school and 
know, at wife at work and everything. So we're going to use that time to kind of just relax a little bit. And then I'll take some time, you know, to come up with some show notes and some little creative ideas to try to enhance this production. Uh, I think everything is going good now, but you know, in order to be great, you got to continue to build the good blocks and then the good blocks become great blocks. Right. So it's all about setting that foundation, man. I'm having fun with this. Like I said, this is my therapy. This is great for me. It's able to get some of these stories I have, you know, get the stories out of my system and talk about it. And the biggest thing is so people can kind of watch the videos on YouTube or either listen via the, the audio sites and just had that. Oh man, I remember that moment. Oh man, I did the same thing. Oh man. No, that's pretty interesting. And you know, I've always been fascinated like with storytellers and, and I grew up listening to the radio and hearing these guys talking. It's just something about someone telling a story on the microphone. I always found that fascinating, right? So, again, just continue to uh, like, subscribe, and follow. Again, for the YouTube channel, it's Retired Master Sergeant 20. For the audio version, um, catch me on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, uh, GeoSaving, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, Spreaker. And we we getting it done, man. The downloads increasing, the likes are increasing, the views are increasing, likes and subscriptions, follows all that. Instagram, big underscore MSG underscore retired. Facebook, big MSG seventy four. So appreciate everything. Just remember, next week there will be no new content. However, you have twelve episodes to chew on, to listen to, to see. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Even if you don't like them, tell the coworkers about the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. This is great. I'm having fun with this. I love the energy. I'm getting the comments. People are commenting. They like it. And this is this is fun. I finally found my my retirement passion. And this is great. This has allowed me to be able to just to, to use my time wisely. You know, instead of taking naps during the day, I can drop my son off and I can come down and do my production, do my show notes, edit the material. So this is great. This is again, this is therapy for me. So again, appreciate everything. Remember next week, no new shows. The next new show will be October 11th, which is on the Monday. And so you know what Monday is Monday mental combat. We get things going. If you're taking a vacation, have be safe, be sound, protect your family, protect yourself. If you're not going on vacation during fall break, continue to dig in, lean forward, fight, don't be stationary. Peace and love. See y'all October 11th. The Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. Signing off. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday.